Okay. What's going on, everybody? You're back with the Real Bodybuilding Podcast, and I have decided to do something a little different since the Tampa Bay show. Uh, I think you guys like do, like the idea of doing a little bit of a preview for the shows coming up. So I have my guest here, Mr. John De La Rosa, and I asked, I asked John to come on because uh, he's getting ready for New York. So yes, we're going to start. You're going to be the, the first guest that comes on to discuss New York and what you think about it and what you uh, expect to do with the expect the competition to be like, Hey, do me a favor. Turn your, turn your phone sideways. Yes, sir. Just so they can see the full, size, full size of your shoulders. Yeah. <laughs> Let me tighten this a bit. Okay. Better? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So what's okay. going on? Same old man. I'm just uh, grinding away for the show. You know, you know, the, this grind all too well. You're, uh, you're keeping things kind of quiet this, this year. I haven't seen, you know, you post some photos here and there, but like, I don't know. I don't, I don't feel like you're making too much noise. What, uh, well, what's going on? there's several reasons for that. I mean, one, <clears throat> and it wasn't intentional. It was just that we were so, unfortunately with the way things have been going this year, it's so up in the air of what was going to actually happen. Mm-hmm. Um, so I started prep back in February for the original date of the New York pro. Mm-hmm. And then that got moved, got moved three times. Um, so in the midst of all that, you know, Neil and I wrote, we were just, we, we wrote off New York looking at the way, you know, my family's still in New York and I, I know how things are there and it's just not, you know, businesses are still not open. And it just, it was impossible for us to imagine that happen, you know, actually yeah. going through. So then we started to prep for Puerto Rico, which I think was a week before New York or scheduled for a week before New York. And then that got canceled. Mm-hmm. So we've been on this like touch and go, you know, I've been doing my cardio, staying on my diet and just kind of, you know, staying as close as we can without doing all the things we needed to do to, you know, get myself yeah. um, in that kind of condition. And then um, a few weeks ago, uh, we heard that New York was being ta- uh, moved to Tampa mm-hmm. and which was mind boggling. I, I mean, just to say it, the New York pro in Tampa is, is nuts. Yeah. You know, yeah. we never would have thought it was, that would have happened. Mm-hmm. But like I, I keep saying, you know, shout out to these promoters, Steve Weinberger, Tim Gardner, like all these people, all these promoters who are actually like going out of their way to find venues that will host these events and give us the opportunity to get on stage and, do what we love to do. So big shout out to those guys for giving us that opportunity. But once we heard it was on, like we hit the ground running, you know, me and Neil put the literally that, like the minute we heard, uh, we, you know, I I was like, okay, let's, let's put this game plan together. Let's just, let's just go, let's go for it. And um, so we've been doing, it's been a nonstop grind since. So I have a few questions that arose from all that. Um, One, What's it like staying, like, how, how close are you to contest shape? Are you, like, eight weeks out? Are you, like, like all year? Like, you said you started prepping in January. So, mm-hmm. let's maybe go by a weight. So, let's say you expect to be on stage at 250 or 240 or whatever your, whatever your stage weight is. Yeah. How many pounds over stage weight are you trying to stay at before you drop the hammer? So, last year at the Olympia, my stage weight was about 233 to 234, I think, somewhere around there. Um, Puerto Rico, we were, like, 237. So, you know, I, I think we've put on a bit of tissue, but we never got above 248 pounds. We just okay. kept, we kept real, real close. And the idea is we want to compete around 
239, 240. Mm-hmm. You know, so we're 10 pounds away. We never went over 10 pounds. So you've been hovering around 250 since January. Well, not since January. Since you, you got, you started dieting in January, you got down to around 250 and you've been staying there for yeah, months, I for mean, months now. When I started my New York Pro, like, prep, I yeah. guess you could say, for the 15th time, it felt like, yeah. uh, we were, I was 248, 47 pounds. How hard is it to stay? I mean, look, uh, I know what it's, <laughs> I mean, I hate, I hate staying lean in the off season. I don't care yeah. if people, I don't care if people say it's better or not. I, I like yeah. to eat. So yeah. and, but 10, 10 pounds over stage weight is, is fucking lean. Like that's, how hard, it is was, it stay, how hard is it to stay 10 pounds over stage weight for how many months? Three, four, five months? It's been like five, almost six months. Yeah, man. Yeah. Like how hard is that um, staying that close all the time? Well, it, it was really, really difficult. Like you, I like to eat. I'm a big eater. Um, so it, it was difficult, but at the same time, like I was, I'm still riding this, like this wave of like confidence and just, you know, from last year. So I knew that like, regardless of what was going to happen, I needed to find my way to the Olympia. So I had to be ready whenever that call came. Um, And that was kind of like the driving, um, you know, the the, the drive behind staying that lean. It sucked, man. There was plenty of times where I was like, man, I could really throw down. Like I, I remember being at a barbecue at Flex's house yeah. And uh, everybody's eating like his wife makes this, these amazing, like this amazing dessert. She makes apple crumb cake and like yeah. all these crazy desserts and everybody's like picking out. I'm like, Oh God. <laughs> and the, the, the worst part about it was it wasn't even like there was a show date. I know. So That's I could have, yeah. yeah. I could have enjoyed and just like, but yeah. at the same time, like I would have beat myself up over like, fuck, what if I get the call? tomorrow that the show's going to happen. You know what I mean? So let me ask you, so let me ask you this when you're trying to stay 10 pounds of those, like, okay, I'll put it this way right now. I'm in a, I'm in a really good groove in my diet. I had a really hard time getting back into like a contest prep mindset. Cause I had, a, yeah. I just had a bad off season after yeah. tearing, tearing my tricep. I just, I got fat. I was eating like four meals a day. I was eating like, I was eating like pizza every other night and shit. So but I, but when I started sounds my prep, good. actually, actually now, that, now that I think about it, it sounds pretty good, pretty awesome. <laughs> no, but, um, so, but when I got into my contest prep, I think the first week or two might've been tough. And then I'm like, I kind of fell into this really good groove of, I would, you know, I have one cheat meal a week on Saturday night and and I'm good the rest of the week. Like I actually yeah. have not been craving anything. So yeah. are you kind of in this place? Like, what do you do? Do you give yourself one cheat meal a week to stay on track or are you just going straight or like, how do you, how do you manage it? So yeah, basically when I was in that like limbo phase, that's exactly what I was doing. What, so me and, me and Neil implemented a few different things that I think really allowed me to keep that focus, keep that drive and keep my body composition where I wanted it. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of those things was like, didn't matter what I was doing. Didn't matter if there was a contest in mind or not. I was getting up. I was doing fasted cardio for a minimum of 30 minutes. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that kind of like set the tone for my day. You know, when you, yep. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm different, but like if I start my day and I do my fasted cardio and I have a good breakfast, I kind of don't want to fuck up the rest of the day. I just want to continue on that path. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it was relatively easy except like when we had gatherings like at Flex's house or like whatever, you know, that's when it was difficult. But 
for the most part, like with COVID happening, like, I don't know. I'm like, I'm, I guess you'd call it like, say that I'm a social eater. Like I'm not really like, I live by myself. I'm a single guy. Like I'm not going to order uh, right now. I would, but <laughs> I wouldn't order. <laughs> I wouldn't gonna, order a pie of pizza by myself. And just, just like, stuff your face. My, yeah. Yeah. Like sitting on the couch, like a fat slob. Like I wouldn't do that. So I, I totally, would normally, I, I totally would do that. I totally would. <laughs> 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 no. so it was easy for me to just like whatever let's just have some chicken and rice you know what i mean yeah yeah, yeah. um now not granted like you know i've been on dates and stuff and like i'll, I'll you know I'll, most of the time you know my, my even my cheat meals are not bad anymore like i'll do sushi yeah. or like yeah yeah you know i remember jose raymond was like you know i, I really just like going to get like going to steakhouse and getting like a steak and potato yeah and i was like damn that, that sounds really good and then i started falling in love with that so like i'll get a nice juicy steak with a nice potato and like you know i get all the work you know the butter on it and all that stuff and just really enjoy it yeah and then i'm good you think that's because we're getting older how old are you now john i'm 36 you think it's because you're getting older because i because when i was younger it was all about the cakes and the ice creams Mm -hmm. and the fucking pizza and i'm kind of the same way now i do like homemade burgers or like yeah getting a really good fatty steak like a you know prime prime rib or something sounds really good right But yeah. I wouldn't, I, back in the day, if you said, you know, have a steak for cheat meal, I'd be like, fuck that. I have steak all week. I'm going to go get something, something I sloppy. Would, you know what? It, it might have something to do with age. It might have something to do with, I think that maybe we're maturing in our sport and understanding that like these quality foods are going to do more for us than, you know what I mean? I, I really don't know what yeah. it is. I just, I know that the def- I was definitely just like you. Like I, again, I'm, I'm more of a social eater. So like, everybody has seen like our cheat meals with me and Juan like we would go out and just fucking destroy food and that was like literally on a weekly basis like we would just turn into fat slobs and just eat all day again it's not something I would do by myself but we got a good group of guys around and we all want to stuff our faces I'm just gonna eat you know I'm not gonna think twice about it now it's like what is this doing for my career what is and more importantly for me I really think about what it's gonna do for me long-term health-wise yeah um you know, unfortunately, we've had a rough, a rough few years in this sport and, and watching a lot of people um, succumb to some of the extremes of the sport. And by no means am I, am I trying to downplay the other sides of it that, yeah. um, but food is also a big part of that. You know, um, I think it, it needs a, people need to take a closer look at what they're ingesting because it, it can um, do a lot more harm than you think it's doing. I mean, yeah, eating pizza sounds great, but if you're not in a good place with your health, yeah. probably not the best idea. You know, if yeah. you're if you're you know having cholesterol issues and stuff yeah. like that, it's probably not. So I, I think I've been, just become more conscious of that as well. Yeah. Um. Not that thank God, knock on wood, my health is I'm as healthy as a horse, and I've like you know I'm. I've been very fortunate to stay that way. Um, I think in large part because I haven't really pushed a lot of those boundaries that yeah. a lot of guys did earlier on in their careers. And, um, but yeah, I think it's probably a little bit to do with maturity and understanding that, you know, mm-hmm. these meals are going to do more harm than good at the end of the day. I mean, I can't imagine like a lot of those shows maybe, and maybe that I can attribute that to the success that I had last year is that I wasn't having these crazy cheat meals. My la- the last year of my prep, like yeah. Flex and I would go get sushi. Yeah. 
yeah. you know, um, I, uh, I, wanna, I wasn't I'll... eating all these calories. And then, you know, the next day getting up and feeling like a fat slob and being sluggish and like not yeah. giving your cardio hundred percent. Cause you feel like shit. And you know what I mean? It's just, that's what actually holds me back the most, I think. Uh, and maybe that's the maturity part you're talking about. Cause when I wake up, the thing is when I'm eating the food, I'm like, this is amazing. And, yeah. then, and then half an hour after I've eaten the food, I'm like, ah, fuck. Right. Yeah. But then the worst part is the next morning. Cause you're oh. like, now I feel sluggish. Now it's hard to get yeah. up and do my cardio. I fucking, yeah. I just feel like shit. Yeah. I think it's the next morning feeling that, yeah. stop, that has stopped me from binging yeah. more so than anything else. Yeah. Me too. You know I mean? Me too. So, 100%. Dude, there was, there was, and again, if you ever interview Juan or talk to him, you could ask him about this. Yeah. There were, there was a good year stretch yeah. where we would be, I'm not exaggerating this. We would be waiting outside at Cold Stone at 10 o'clock in the morning <laughs> to start eating Cold Stone guys, ice cream. You guys are my like, kind of people. I should have fucking. You know. <laughs> like, we'd be knocking on the door like, hey, yeah. you guys open yet? Yeah, Come yeah, on, yeah. Give us our ice cream. It's yeah. terrible. But you know what, though? It's, I think it's like, this is where I, this is why I say it's like the age thing. Because I equate it to drinking. When I was yeah. like, when I was 19, right? I could get fucking absolutely annihilated right? I would go to work as a bouncer. I would drink my face off while I was working. And I would be drunk by the end of the night. I'd get home. I'd fall asleep for like four or five hours. And I'd wake up and go to work at, at a restaurant the next morning as a prep cook. And I would be fine. I would be like a little hungover, but I'd be okay, right? Yeah. Now, if I drink, I need like four days to like yeah. recover, yeah. right? So yeah. I feel like it's kind of the same thing with the food because I used to binge for like a whole day straight. And I would wake up the next day and then go train legs and I'd be fine. Yeah. And now if I eat like one shitty meal, if it's too big, I'm like, I feel like hell the next day. Done. Yeah. That's the same with me, man. Yeah. I just, I can't, I can't do it anymore. Yeah. So I want to go back though for a minute. Cause you said something about breakfast and I feel like it's a really important, important point to drive home because I noticed the same thing in my own uh, prep or off seasons. Like when I'm trying to stay in shape, you said that getting up and doing your fasted cardio starts your whole day. Right. And I feel like it's so important. You said that because the exact same thing happens to me. If I don't get up and do my cardio in the morning, I kind of laze around. I might not eat breakfast right away. Like two hours go by. I'm kind of like, yeah. and then the whole day kind of sets that shitty tone for the whole day. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like it, having that schedule is like, it's important, right? It, for me, it's, it, for me, it's really, really important. Especially, like I said, like I live alone. I don't have family or friends. I mean, I have friends, obviously flex, but flex has got his, 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 his own family and stuff that he's got going on. So like, for me, it's like, it's easy to like, not do cardio, sit on the couch and just Netflix and just, you know, yeah. relax for a little bit, maybe watch the news. I don't know. And then like you said, a few hours go by and it's like, oh, well, I fuck it. It's already like, it's already 11 o'clock. Let me just yeah. get a meal down. And you, yeah. at that point, you're just like, I don't care what I eat. Let me just get something down. And then it messes up the entire day. Yeah. So for me, it's always like, I have my routine. I think it's really, really, really important for people to find the most effective way for them to get in their, in, to find their stride as you and I were talking about. Yeah. Um, and the first thing I do, I, you know, and, and I'm, I'm like, I love my, my morning routine. I get up, I have a cup of coffee. I don't look at the news anymore because it's all negative bullshit yeah. on there. And it's like, yeah. I, I can't deal with it anymore. Yeah. So, I pick up my books. I read a few pages in my books. I, I have these. Um, they're, they're right here. I have uh, the call. It's called a daily stoic. I have that book. Where the fuck? I Do you? Where is it? 
Oh, I think I, I might have took it to the bathroom while I was reading. <laughs> <laughs> I, have that, I have the same fucking book. The no, problem is, because I'm trying to learn how to be more stoic because I'm such yes. an impulsive reactionary person. Yeah. Yeah. But I haven't read, I've only read like a few pages and I'm like, I have to like, I have to get oh, into the, I have to get into so that book. Good. Yeah, It's so good. And then I, I read this, a few pages of this every day. Let me ask you, let me ask you about the Daily Stoic real quick. Yeah. How much of, how much of it have you, ever, have you read? So the Daily Stoic is, you're supposed to read an, ins, an insert every day. What's an, an excerpt? excerpt? How, how, an excerpt how, every day. How so, long is an excerpt? I'll show you. Today's excerpt is... Today's the 22nd. It's called Don't Sweat the Small Stuff. And it's just that one page? Just that one page. Oh, I can fucking do that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna yeah. Go. And it, again, all about setting the intention and, and setting your, your, um, your, you know, your plan for the day. So this is, I think it's really important. I mean, look, I'm not telling everybody to read this book or whatever. I, I, think, I think you should. You know, Luke, Luke's the one that recommended that book to me because... Really? You know, Luke... Not, not to go back. Luke, Luke had... Luke had some anger things that he was dealing yeah. with, right? So mm -hmm. he was trying to learn to be more calm, more stoic, more yeah. less reactionary, less. Yeah. And, and he knew that I was like that too. I'm very emotional and I'm very like reactionary. And he was like, you know, yeah. this is a really good book. You should read it. Same and, with me, uh, yeah. and I have you have you noticed like is it is it helping you? Absolutely. So, you know, it's one thing, and, and I'm gonna say this so that way people can understand the value of it's easy to just sit down and read the lines the words and lines on a, on a page right mm. it's another thing to read it ingest it understand it break it down and what it would mean to you in your life right yeah so we could all you know like i said i mean i don't know how many times i've read a book where i'm like damn i i read 30 pages already like i don't even and remember you, what you what didn't the fuck absorb it yeah 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 so it's like you know, and, and I really picked up reading and enjoy it. And, and it's something that, again, I enjoy doing. But something like this, the Daily Stoic, if since there's such small, it's only a page, you know. Yeah. So, like, if you take the time to really just, like, listen to that message. Like, this message today was don't sweat the small stuff. I posted it on my Instagram. I post these very often. Yeah. It's called don't sweat the small stuff. And it's about basically, you know, not allowing, like, we all go through life. and. Yeah in life things happen and sometimes we intend to, we don't intend to um put so much attention on little things but we do yeah. and it takes so much time out of like you know something that shouldn't matter takes so much time so much energy so much you know stress in our lives when if we just look at it like well that was something you know bothersome or but we need to move on and just yeah. give it the attention yeah. it needs and move on that's so, true yeah that's that's what today's excerpt was about it's a it's a it's a great read like i said if you really take the time to ingest it and understand it and try to apply it in your life um this is something that i picked up right after i, I this is now the third year that i've read this book i read it every year mm -hmm. i go through all the pages um i picked that up after my divorce just trying to yeah. kind of you know um but yeah back to setting your intention and, and your 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 drive for the day. I think it's really important to have your routine. So I get up, I have my cup of coffee. I read this. I try to understand it. I look in my backyard. I try to see the beauty and be grateful for the life that okay, I have. Can I, can I stop you for one second? Just because I want to get more detail out of that because I have a really yeah. shitty habit in the morning. When you get up in the morning, mm -hmm. okay. Do you go to the gym or do you cardio at home? 
I have my treadmill. I have a bike and a treadmill at home. At home. Okay. So you're at home. So you don't take a shower or anything. You just get up and you do your cardio and then shower. I roll out of, well, I roll out of bed. I do my, I have my cup of coffee. Yeah. yeah. I do my light reading and then I I hit the, I hit the treadmill. Okay. So do you pick up your phone at all when you wake up? No, that's my worst habit. Well, I, and yeah, it's the first uh, thing I do. The first thing, because I, you know, we, you probably have the same thing. You have a million messages, either emails or DMS or, so I like to try and get back to people. So, you know, I'll pick up my phone, check my email, check my DM, check, you know, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, yeah. But sometimes it puts you in a shitty mood. Sometimes it puts you in an anxious mood. Sometimes it puts you in a good mood. It's like, well, I think it's, it's, it's something that we can't really control, right? Like you pick up your phone because especially somebody like you, your, your, your podcast is doing great. You have your, your brand is doing great. You have, you can't put your phone down, right? Mm. Um, you need to get back to these people. It's your business. Yeah. But I think sometimes what ends up happening is we get caught up in scrolling through Instagram or looking at news or looking at things that don't serve us well mm-hmm. in our lives. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know it sounds like crazy mumbo jumbo shit, but I'm telling you, it, it really does help me to like, I know I have people that want to talk to me. I know I have people that maybe I need to answer or whatever, but Right now, in this moment, when I get up, that's my time. That's my time to to really just, again, take in. God has given me another day on this on this on this earth. I have the ability to sleep in a bed. I have a roof over my head. I have food in my belly. Like, be grateful for things, mm-hmm. and then really that then it for me that that allows me to be my best self mm-hmm. in every situation moving forward in that day. You know, you know what, man, I'm really happy I'm talking to you about this because I think I'm, I'm, you're right. You know, I get the business and the podcast and the stuff and, yeah. but you're right. You know what? I, I think it's important because it really, it's like kind of like doing your cardio in the morning. It sets your day. So you, if the first thing you did was pop open your phone, you're staring at either negative comments or maybe you got bad news about the business or yeah. I think you're right, man. I think that initial or just, or just the, what's going on in the world. Today. Yeah. Yeah. Like just all the, all yeah, the, just, the hate and negativity yeah. and it's just, yeah, yeah, you're even, bound to see it. Yeah, yeah. Even if it's not, yeah, you're right. Even if it's not directed at you, you just don't want. So I think you're right. Maybe getting up and, and just having that cup of coffee. Because I do the coffee thing too. And then I go do my yeah. cardio and yeah. maybe not turning on my phone. Until- just set, you, set aside. Like I set aside the first hour of my day for me. Nobody yeah. else. I don't think about anybody else. I mean, obviously, yeah, I think about people, but I'm not like thinking anything negative. I'm not letting anything kind of penetrate how I need to feel moving again my objective in this life now is like just trying to be my best for the people that I surround myself with right if I can't be myself I can't offer anything to the people around so if I love myself the best way that I can love myself and I can treat myself the best way that I can treat myself then I'm going to be able to project that and do that be able to do that for the people around me so you know I, I every every morning I try to just not look at my phone. Again, I have my cup of coffee. I, I live in Florida. So I, you know, it doesn't matter where you live, but just look around you and be grateful for the things you have. And like I said, just, just fill yourself with that, like positivity, mm-hmm. that like drive. Cause for me, like I, I get so much drive out of being grateful for things, mm-hmm. you know, like I remember growing up and being really poor and my mom having to raise us for several years, 
by herself while my dad was away and you know we had a tough upbringing so now that like i'm a single guy i'm able to afford a home and yeah. drive a car and have a full fridge of food and have running water like that makes me want so much more out of my life you know so that way one day when I have kids or, you know, my nephew was just born, like that's my driving, my drive right now. My, my, my everything is knowing that one day my nephew and hopefully when I have, when I meet a woman and I have kids and that happens, but right now it's like, I want my nephew to grow up and be like, wow, my uncle's successful. He lives a good life. Yeah. He, they came from nothing and look at what he was able to do. And hopefully he'll be driven from that. Mm -hmm. and have that same kind of, um, you know, outlook on life. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's funny. Somebody asked me the other day, I think it was in a comment on Instagram. Somebody said, out of all the podcasts you've done, what have you learned from interviewing all these different people? And I have to tell you, John, I think this conversation is probably the most valuable that I've had out of all. Oh, wow. the <laughs> Just because, honestly, it's probably my worst habit. You know, there's, there's things you can learn about dieting. There's things you can learn about training, but like. Well, you and I have known each other for a long time. And I, I think I tell people this all the time. Like I've been blessed with great genetics and, you know, I work hard in the gym and I want to be one of the best in the world, but there's so much more to life and to me than just bodybuilding. Well, it's not just that you know? though, but it's, it's, you want to feel good every day. And yeah. I think, I think yeah. sometimes your habits and your patterns cause that and i think uh this is one Absolutely. of my one of my worst habits is the phone in the morning thing so anyway i just want to thank you for 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 suggesting because i think right. i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna try of it tomorrow course. tomorrow's of day course. one i'm gonna try not turning on my phone for like uh, let me know hour. how you feel text me and let me know how you feel I'm, I'm, <laughs> i can i can guarantee you at least one thing tomorrow you'll have a much more clear mind of how you want your day to go yeah 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 you know because if um, you give yourself that hour, like I said, and you just kind of, okay, I need to do this. I need to do that. And, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to lay my day out like this. And yeah, it, it just becomes so much easier. Yeah. You know? So we got a, we got a little off track because I wanted to, this yeah, is supposed, yeah. supposed to be the New York series, but we have, yeah. we're, we're just catching up, but I want to ask you, so all this time you're in Florida, I gotta, I gotta think that training with flex in flex in flex's gym and just that environment is probably helping keep you as focused as you are. 100%. Um, yeah. There's a lot of factors to that, obviously being around somebody with the mindset that flex has and, and having the ability to be around that often changes the way you look at business in bodybuilding training, all that stuff. Um, yeah. So yeah, there's obviously, you know, it's a different environment. It's definitely pushed me to new levels. Um, but also like, I like to think of this as like my own little, I went, you, you know, that I went to Kuwait for two and a half months. Yeah. So this is kind of like my own little Kuwait. Yeah. Yeah. I, anyway, yeah. I, I moved here to Florida. I don't have family. I don't have friends. I'm, I, I don't see anybody outside of the gym basically flex and I will hang out every now and again, but again, he's got his kid, you know, and, and I never want to be, I don't, I don't want to ever be the reason that Addy's like, Oh, where's daddy? You know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, he's hanging out with John. You know, like, yeah. it, That's not important. Yeah. So it's really been able, like moving here has been able to like make me really just again, the, the, like look within and what's really important to me. And then just attack with this, like, 
killer instinct. You know, like I, I feel like in some ways I feel disappointed because I feel like there was a lot of years that I was not serving my life the best way that I could. I was living for other people, being a husband, you get, you can get caught up so much in being playing that role, right? Uh, wanting to provide, wanting to give that person the best life. And sometimes your wants and your needs kind of take a backseat to that. Yeah. Um, so in moving here and not having any of that distraction with family, with friends, you know, wanting to go out and whatever, it's literally just been all bodybuilding. It's all mm-hmm. been like me chasing that dream and, and wanting to be my best and finally making making things come to fruition. It, it wasn't by happenstance. Yeah. There's been a lot of hard work. There's yeah. been a lot of focus. There's been a lot of like, you know, and again, there's a, I have a lot of amazing people behind me that understand my family misses me tremendously, obviously, but they're also very understanding that I did something that I needed to do for me. Yeah. What I want to show everybody what you look like right now. Mm-hmm. This is, this is your Instagram. If you don't follow John, follow John. Oh, this, this is his Instagram. And, um, also check out all his links. He's sponsored by HD Muscle, Trifecta, Liquid Sunrays, and hit this is your clothing line, Jack. That's Developers. my clothing line, yeah. That's right. Check it out. You got some really cool clothing too. So I like that. Thank you. But this is which one's recent? Is this recent? That one was about two weeks ago, yeah. This is two weeks ago. Yeah. I mean, that's that's a good package, man. Like Thank you're you. lean, you're lean too. Like yeah. how yeah. are you expecting to be last year? I think we saw one of the best John De La Rosas we've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Um, in Toronto, was it Toronto? Mm-hmm. Which which was the show where you showed up and people were like, "Toronto shit. was," or was it Calif- uh, was it California where you looked nuts? Uh, well, Puerto Rico, I, Puerto, I Rico. Liked the Puerto, Puerto Rico, Puerto, Puerto Rico, Rico so. look was yeah. like I was a little fuller than I was in Toronto. Toronto, I flattened out a little bit too much, but I was really, really like conditioned. I think um, Puerto Rico. I think Puerto Rico was the one where I was like, "Holy shit, John nailed it." Yeah, that was that was my favorite look too. It was a really good. I, I will definitely be uh, better than that. So you're gonna be better than Puerto Rico. Yeah, that was about two weeks ago as well. This is about two. Look at the fucking arms. What are your arms? Twenty three inches. <laughs> I don't know. I don't measure. <laughs> um, okay, so we got to look at what you look like look like right now. And you say you're gonna be better than Puerto Rico. That's the goal, you know. I mean, obviously. I think a lot of fans expect that when, you know, you and I both know being competitors that like shit can go really wrong in the last 24 hours, right? Yeah, of course, of uh, course. So, you know, I'm, I'm going to let out a little bit of my, um, maybe I shouldn't be saying this, I don't really give a fuck, but so Neil is in the UK. Yeah. And that's the, the two times that I nailed it was when Neil was there watching me closely. I see. Um, Neil is in the UK. He's not going to be here. So, you know, it's a little bit, I'm a little bit worried. Like, how is this going to play out? Because last time it didn't play out too well in New York. We missed, we missed it completely. I I peaked like 12 hours earlier. Yeah. Yeah. And then by the time I showed up on stage, I was waterlogged. And so I think fans expect like, holy shit, like people like comment on my face, like, wow, your, your face is so sunken in already. And you got two more weeks and, yeah, I mean, I'm definitely very conditioned. Yeah. But there's also a chance that things can go haywire. So the idea is, yeah, I, I know I'm going to be better than Puerto Rico uh, and Toronto as far as condition, but fuck, who knows what's going to happen? You know, the well, idea I is mean, to bring anybody, it up. Yeah, but I, I don't think that needs to be said because I think anybody, I mean, I, I appreciate you saying it's, it's obviously the truth, but yeah, 
I think anybody who follows bodybuilding, any real bodybuilding fan out there knows that a physique can change from hour to hour. Yeah. So just because you looked incredible on Thursday or incredible yeah. on Friday, it doesn't necessarily mean you're looking incredible on Saturday. Right. And we do our, and we do our best to make that happen. I mean, look at perfect examples, Ian, you know, Ian, Ian looked, oh, yeah. I saw pictures of Ian on the Friday before the show. He looked incredible. Yeah. Woke up, woke up Saturday morning and, you know, I've talked to him about it. I don't know if it was nerves or, you know, his metabolism's faster than most of ours, but he flattened out and, you know, that can happen. So, and, yeah. and, and, and I think Fairweather fans, like, you know, fans who aren't really bodybuilding fans, I don't yeah. think they, they understand that, yeah. that, that yeah. physiology. Yeah. But I think real bodybuilding fans get it. So, yeah. So yeah. let's just, let's just go with. We're going to assume that I'm going to. You're going to assume. For sure. <laughs> yeah, for okay. sure. Okay, I, so, I mean, like I said, I'm definitely on par to beat that look. If not, I've already beat that look. Are you bigger and harder or no? Or just harder? At, at this point, I'm bigger and harder. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. I'm really, I'm, I, I don't want to, like, I'm not a very uh, cocky person and I, I don't want to sound like that, but I'm very, very confident going into the show. I'm, just, I'm, it's just objective though. We're not, you know, I know you're not, yeah. pump, I know you're not pumping your own tires, but you got to, yeah. you know, I'm just being, but, um, what, uh, somebody calling you? There you go. Mm. Um, so, okay. So you have your confidence level, you have your appearance, you know what you're going to look like. Have you looked at the, are you one of these guys that looks around and, you know, sees who else is doing the show? No, I mean, I know a lot of people have asked me, like, oh, who's doing the show? I know. So, Patrick, this is, it's been a fun little... Uh, back and forth? Back and forth that Patrick and Max and I have, have uh, done. Max hasn't really taken too much part of it, but yeah. um, Patrick and I, have, we've been having some fun with it. Uh, you know, he, uh, he made a post that um, I was going to have a pool party at my house after the Tampa Pro, and everybody was invited. You were? You you were? Or he Patrick Patrick made a post that I'm having a pool yeah. party at my house yeah. and everyone's invited. And to <laughs> you know, to basically to bring him gifts for winning. <laughs> <laughs> so I said so my response was I, I put a post back up and I said, Cool, party at my house, but the the person who doesn't place first has to cater to the winner all day. <laughs> oh fuck that would be awesome dude that's awesome you know what if so, you <laughs> okay if you be it shouldn't be first it should just be whoever beats the other yeah, yeah what if you both take second or third right so yeah yeah you guys should do the bet and it should be just whoever beats who yeah and then i want to see video of it all day you guys got a video, <laughs> you guys got a video you know videotaping bringing you some cookies yeah, yeah. Taking, bringing you a drink or you have, maybe, maybe you're gonna have to make him a drink you know who knows yeah right? i know who knows who knows so it's been but, good uh, that's Max hilarious. made a Max made a video uh, on MD basically saying like you know he's going to be a champion or something like that or the other. But Max, you know, Max really really impressed me in at the Arnold's. Yes, I I never I never seen I shouldn't say never, but I haven't seen anybody that conditioned in a long time. Like he yeah. he really really was like he did he he nailed it he nailed it. I wonder though he did sacrifice some size, so I wonder mm -hmm. like if. I, I don't know if he's working with Milos again, but I wonder if him and Milos are going to, yeah. I wonder if they're going to correct that. Like, how do you feel about that? Are you thinking, like, do you think about any of these things or are you more like a cerebral competitor where you're like, I just wanted to focus on me? Uh, um, um, well, obviously, yes. If you're, I think, I think you would not be wise to know who you're competing against and not, and, and not really think about what your strengths can be versus those people. Yeah. 
but for the most part, I do think about, I, I don't have any control over what Max is doing, what, what Patrick's doing, or what any other competitor is doing. So it's to, again, back to this daily stoic, you know, That's right, yeah. why think about, you know, something that is so small right now, it doesn't really matter. I can't put, give that so much attention because I'm taking, taking, taking attention away from what does matter, my cardio, my diet, my prep, you know, that's what really I, I all I have control over that's right. and all I can focus on. So uh, do I worry about guys like Max and Patrick? And I don't worry about them in the sense that like, I don't feel that I can't beat them because mm. I, I feel that I can. Um, I just, I just worry about, again, what can I do to maximize my strengths versus their weaknesses? Do you know anybody else? Not, not to keep harping on other people. I just, I don't know who's doing the show. So I'm, that's why I'm asking. Yeah. Do you know anybody else other than Patrick and Max that are doing the show? Cause I don't, I don't know who's doing Cause I know Evan said he was going to do it. Evan, but I, I, I talk, yeah. I talked to him and he said he only wanted to do it if it was in New York. And I kind of want to ask you the same thing. Cause your family's from New York and I'm like, I see it's so, tough. You're living in Florida, so it's easier for you. But I mean, is it tough because so, I like you're you can't be in front of your friends and family, right? So, yeah, I mean, I, I keep telling everybody like this: New York Pro is going to be a good win if if that is what ends up happening, coming to fruition. But it's not going to be my last New York Pro. Yeah, if I win the New York Pro in New York, and that elevates me to another level in my career. That that was ultimately the the goal is to to win in front in front of the many people, friends and family, you know, gym members, all the people that supported me for so many years in that area. Mm -hmm. I want to do it in front of them because, as you know, and and I know, our physiques are are being displayed on stage, but it really does take a village to get you there. You know, the support of your wife, your friends, your family whatever it is they're, they're pushing you they're, the encouragement so yeah. you know i think i would be doing them a disservice if i didn't um nab that title in new york and, and you know have them hoist that trophy up over their heads as well because they're just as much as deserving of it as i am so it doesn't feel like doesn't feel like a new york pro it feels more like just another show right yeah i always i always want to compete in new york it's one place i never competed and i think oh. i want I think you would do great there. They love fucking big muscular. I'm dudes. not big anymore. I'm, I'm small now. So I don't think I do. I do <laughs> no, I was always, I was always intimidated of the New York boys. I was always like, I can't go to New York. I'm like, there's, you know, there's John and there's Juan and there's fucking me. John. You're worried about me. Well, I'm just Come saying on. you and Juan and there's Evan and there's Max. And I'm like, oh, they're all, they're all, you know, Weinberger's boys. I'm like, I can't. And, I, and it was always an intimidating thing for yeah. me. So I just yeah. never, Oh, they would have, they would have loved you there. I mean, that's the one thing it's like when you compete at the New York pro, there's, there's, it's just a different level of energy. You know what yeah. I mean? Like the fans are so like, yeah, they just that's what love I've it. Heard. Yeah. That's what I've they heard. love it, man. And it's like, I've competed, you know, you and I have both competed a, a lot and, and all over the place. And th there are no, I shouldn't say no, because there, there, I'm sure there are, but, it's been it's been few and far between where I've had a crowd react the way that the New York crowd reacts. Yeah. Not just when I come up, when yeah. every bodybuilder comes up, whether you're from Europe or it doesn't matter. They go, they just love it. They yeah. love bodybuilding and yeah. they they love the events. 
Um, Steve does a good job putting on the event and, and just getting the crowd interacted. And mm-hmm. I mean, it's cool because again, the pose downs are fun. Like he, he works you, he, he yeah. gives the fans a good show. You know yeah. what I mean? Is there, is there a lot of fire right now for you more so because flex is getting ready for the Olympia? Oh, that, you, that are you feeding, are you feeding off that energy? You just gave me chills. dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's uh, we have both. I remember just like when we got the call, you know, Steve, Steve called me and he was like, Hey, uh, can you do New York? You know, we're moving it to Tampa. And I was like, what? Sure. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, literally when, when we got to the gym that day, we looked at each other and he was like, I've got 20 weeks. Yeah. And I was like, I've got six, let's fucking get to work. And dude, we've been crushing it ever since. It's just Killing the energy. Yeah. It's just like, because, you know, one thing that I don't want to happen as, and I'm sure you could attest to this because you've had your training partner for a long time. I, did, did he, he competed at the time, right? Paul competed for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I'm sure you felt obligated and some kind of responsibility towards yeah. making him better. You know, as a gym partner, your job is to like, I need to help him be better, whatever yeah. that, whatever it's going to take, whether it's a fucking get another rep out or, or, you know, whatever it is. Loading so your like, plates or anything. Yeah. yeah anything. Whatever it is. I mean, yeah. you're, you're, you got to do your job as your, and, and flex has done so much for me in terms of like, again that mental fortitude that mental approach to to bodybuilding and becoming a champion not like before you even step on stage you know what i mean that like i when he was like the olympia's happening and i got 20 fucking weeks like something clicked on both of us and we just like i said it's just been it's been fucking awesome and we had a little we had that go that same thing going i don't know if you noticed but rafael brando yeah. When he stepped in the gym with us, I mean, yeah. again, it elevated our game. Yeah. And we were like, and, and I know this is going to sound funny to everyone because I know that I'm not old, but Rafael's 25 years old, 20, yeah. 24 when he got here. You so feel old, like, you're old. Yeah, we were, yeah. Like the old, we were like the old bucks. And like, <laughs> yeah. I, I swear to God, man, like he would get on the leg press, on the leg extension machine, like my knees are creaking a little bit. And he's yeah. like half like fucking doing full reps with the yeah. whole stack yeah. two three sets in no warm-up like, yeah. oh shit <laughs> yeah so you it, forgot it, it, you, you forgot what it was like to be 25 didn't you yes yes yeah. but it definitely like helped us both me and flex elevate our game and then that helped him elevate his game because we were all just getting after it with one another and just wanting to push ourselves number one to be our best for that for that person but you know, to help them be their best as well. Yeah. So yeah. it was, it was, I mean, the, like I said, the, the environment that Flex has created in that gym is, it's amazing. Whenever is, you're in Florida, man, you got to come down and train with us. It'd be is, awesome. Is there anybody else there or is it just you guys? Is it like when you go in there, is it just like you two and the, fucking, two. And the music's on and there's nothing? We just blast the music and we go. That's amazing. That sounds, yeah. like, that sounds like heaven to me. Yeah. So the, the, the gym is operated as a business at other hours of the day yeah. from 12 to two, it's like everybody scurries because they know it's like the monsters are coming. We need to get the fuck out of the way. 
That's awesome. <laughs> and, and the thing is, is like the clientele in Boca, they're very wealthy. They're very like, you know, prissy in it. Yeah. They, they're, they're they not want like there. guys screaming and yelling, yeah. you have to fucking move, move, move the fucking way. Let's yeah. fucking yeah. go. Yeah. They don't want to hear that. They're no. just yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <So laughs> what, uh, okay, listen, let me, so let me play, let me play a little bit of negative shit for you. I, I know yeah. it's not the greatest, but I have to ask. No, no, it's okay. So let's say you don't win New York. Do you, is your ultimate goal, because last year you won two shows and ended the Olympia, yeah. right? Yeah. So you won two shows and then where did you place at the Olympia last year? 11th. So is your ultimate goal, where's your highest placing at the Olympia? I think you've placed in the top 10 before, haven't you? No. 11th was my highest placing. I placed 11th three Twice. times now. Three, three times. Wow. Is that a, is that a bitch? Because you're like, you know, that top 10 spot's like, <laughs> it's like right there, right? Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it's also like new york i've gotten second place in new york out a bunch of times too i'm like fuck it. it's second such a third place it's such a bittersweet you the know? worst it's the worst placing in the world it is the I, worst placing in the world I give can, me fucking last place no, no i would second. don't don't say that You're, this, it's not that <laughs> i swear bad. to god i no. swear to god like you would new rather york, be la you would rather be last than this second. year yeah. this year yeah give me last place don't give me fucking second give me why? last place why, why do you say that why do you say that because i've had it so many times like where you're just you can taste it you're like okay but wait a and minute then you're sitting there on the side and you're like okay this, this is the year this is the year and then it's like okay oh, but wait a minute let's play God. let's just play hypothetical let's assume you took last how are you gonna feel <laughs> uh, well at least from there because it's, it's like fuck you got a lot of work to do yeah, you I, know can, I, can, I can only go up can only go up from there yeah <laughs> Well, no, because the reason I don't, I, hey, if the judges are listening, don't place me. Don't place me. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I, I don't know what it's like to be 11th at the Olympia because I was last at the Olympia. I, did, I was 16th when I did it, but I do know what it's like. You should have, you should have, man, you, you've I, had such a great physique. I should have did it more. I qualified like four other times and I never went. But the point is I have had a lot of second places and I know what that feels like. And you're fucking right. It's so bittersweet because you're like, you just fucking right. and especially when you you like you think you could have won you're like yeah, you, know, yeah. you know there's you know there's times where you like you know you're second and yeah. then there's times where you're like i don't know man i could have fucking yeah. won that yeah Those, they're just so bittersweet they're like yeah it's, it, it's yeah and and that's the thing is like look i i'm very like people hear me talk and they're like wow i was like you're so like pessimistic i'm like i'm not pessimistic i'm uh, realistic yeah. like there are incredible bodybuilders out there incredible and there's some guys that like it's gonna you know i'm not gonna say it's impossible to catch them it, it may take me some time to catch them but i know i'm not there yet like dude put me on stage with phil heath doesn't matter yeah i like I, I, what am i supposed to do and and everybody was like i when phil announced that he was coming out i had heard some time before i shot him a message and you know i congratulated him publicly and everybody's like oh but he's your competition I'm like Listen, no, <laughs> like, listen, like, if Phil Heath is not my competition, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm happy I get to share the stage with one of the greatest of all time. That's, yeah. I'm happy about yeah. that as a competitor, as a fan of the sport as well. Like, it's, yeah. it's good for our sport that somebody like that. But if you lose to a guy like Phil Heath, it's like, and you take second to him, it's kind of like, wow, well, fuck, not much, I, yeah. much more I could have done. You know what I mean? I don't, again, this goes back to the Fairweather fans versus, versus real mm -hmm. bodybuilding. And it's not mm -hmm. even necessarily real bodybuilding fans. I think even real bodybuilding fans, unless they've been competitors 
you know, maybe for more than a couple shows, like maybe they've done a few shows. Yeah. I don't know if they understand the, um, it, it's like you said, it's not pessimism. It's not pessimism. It's mm. you literally are being very objective because that's what bodybuilding is. We look at our physiques and we're like, okay, what do we have? What do we not have? And right. then, and then we compare it with the other people and go, what are they? And it's like you said, like I can, I can, I can very confidently say I will never, ever, ever, ever beat Phil Heath on my very best day. And that doesn't right. hurt. That doesn't hurt my feelings at all. Yeah. Yeah. Like it that's doesn't, a, that's the thing. It's like some people, they're like, Oh, how could you say that? Well, I mean, it's, fuck the guy's just better. It's, it's like, just, it's objective. It's completely objective though. It's not, yeah. it's, it's not a fee- it, There's no emotion in that. It's just, yeah. you're, it's like a, just is what it is. It's like a math equation. You're looking at it and you're like, okay, I have this and he has this and that it doesn't match up. Right. Yeah, that's it. And I, and I think, cause I've gotten those messages too from people like, Oh, how can you say you're not going to compete? Cause I've been like kind of waffling about it. Like depending on how I look. I know I've been watching. <laughs> and they're like, well, how can you say you're not going to compete? And I'm like, look, man, I'm 41. I've had a bunch of injuries. And, and they're like, no, you should, you should be more confident. And I'm like, it's not about feelings. It's yeah. you have to assess a, a, yeah. the equation and see what you have. And then you yeah. make the, you make your, you make your plans based on your, what yeah. you have in front of you. Yeah. So I know. And also I think that, I mean, I love that you found your, your thing outside of competing. Like ultimately that's my goal as well, but it's, it's cool to have watched you evolve from, you know, I've always told you this. I loved your physique. I think you had this gnarly, like just massive, like physique. That I was, I, I was really a big fan of Thanks, to man. always, again, like always being very, very highly competitive. And then unfortunately you had these injuries but in that you were able to again create your own lane and, and avenues of, of income still involved in the sport but yeah. you know and it, it's at some point i'm going to be in the same row of the same you know i'm going to meet the same crossroad where it's like okay well do i want to keep doing this or do i want to like find other ways to yeah. still i mean obviously you, you love bodybuilding yeah yeah 100 percent. that's not going to change it was a big choice for me. Cause I'm like, you know, I said to my, I said at one point to my brother, but I, I still think, want, I still want to see you on stage. <laughs> I, dude, I'm trying, I'm working my ass off. Like, I know it's weird though. Things don't work the same when you're 41 as they do when you're 31. So, yeah. but I, I had this conversation with my brother and, and I said, you know, I think I'm going to hang it up after, you know, it's been 20 years. I'm just going to walk away and do something else. And I looked at real estate and I looked at being a police officer and I looked at all these things. And he said to me, you know, it'd be a real shame to have mastered something or been a professional at something for 20 years and then just completely let, just throw away all that knowledge and not do anything with it. And, uh, I don't even, you know, I don't even know what happened. Like, I don't know how this all came about with the podcast and everything. I just, I just kind of agreed with him. I was like, you know what? That's true. Maybe I do want to remain somehow in the sport. I don't know at what level, what capacity, because this conversation was like a few years ago. Yeah. But I, uh, but I thought he was right. I'm like, yeah, it's true. You know, you can't give your life to something for 20 years and then just completely fucking walk away. Yeah. Uh, yeah. without, without any, uh, without any feeling or emotion about it. So, yeah. Yeah. um, I don't know. It, it, it just, you know, things just happen. Well, but thank, anyway, yeah, thank, thank you God very much. Out. No, of course, of course. So I wanted to ask you though, that was where I was going to before was if you don't win, mm-hmm. man, I can't keep, I keep thinking about Patrick, more bringing you a, a drink <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna make it happen or or or, if vice, I win, or vice, patrick if you're listening 
I, I would yeah. be I would be just as happy if it would happen the other oh, way too. Of course, too, so. of course. If we're not win, and no bias, but if I win, I'm gonna show. It. If he does, if he holds his end of the bet, I'm gonna milk that shit, dude. Dude, dude that's such a that's such a good bet. That's such a, oh shit, sorry. Uh, okay, listen, I'm not gonna keep you too much longer because we said we were yeah. gonna keep this short. I uh, want to ask. Been, it's been fun. I want I want to <laughs> I want to ask you though, what is the plan if you don't the, win New York? Do you keep going? Like because the Olympia is yeah, right. I mean, right? the. Yeah, the ultimate goal is to get to the Olympia. Obviously, it's always been for us bodybuilders. I don't know. I don't quite know how the rest of the year is going to shake out. So I'm hoping that I have another opportunity at competing. And, you know, I, I heard the, the Chicago moved. Pro just got moved to, moved to Atlanta. Atlanta. Yeah. So I, I hope that things like that continue to happen. And, you know, right now, I, I don't like to look past the goal. Yeah. right now um but obviously again trying to be realistic with myself there there's some incredible athletes that are coming to compete and it's a very real thing that I, I could end up second or third or whatever and i might have to look into continuing to compete but definitely the objective is to get to the olympia and share the stage with some of the greatest bodybuilders in the world and move into that top 10 finally <laughs> so if you if you win, you're going to hang it up, right? Like not like not hang it up, but if you win, you're going to shut it down till the Olympia, right? The Olympia, yeah. yeah. Okay, so we're just going to continue on. Um, and you're I think, yeah, I think Coach said we have like a week off and then right back into it. Okay, and what's it going to be like sharing the stage with Flex? I mean, isn't that weird? You guys are like, because it's kind of yeah. strange, like being training partners, not not in a competitive way, like oh, I got to yeah. beat you. But I yeah. mean, when was the last time we see, we saw two? Uh, training partners get on the olympia stage together have we ever seen that me and victor did it me and juan have done it yeah it's true you guys were like we're tra actual training partners though through the whole prep yeah through the whole prep really i would train legs with juan every sat every sunday yeah and we would train shoulders together either every tuesday or wednesday and with vic he would either drive to me three or four days out of the week or i would drive to him yeah so, I mean, for me, like, I get that question a lot. Everybody's like, oh, what happens when you compete with Flex? And, and the thing is, it's like, competitively, yeah. obviously, I want to place yeah. as best as I can. Yeah. It's not that I want to beat him. Yeah. I just yeah. want yeah. to place as best as I can. Yeah. Now, if, if I'm not winning or I'm not placing ahead of him, I want him to place ahead of me so that way he can earn that money to provide for his family who I deeply love and care for now. They've, been, they've become a big part of my life. It's yeah. the same thing like when Juan won the New York Pro, everybody's like, oh, how does it feel that Juan beat you? I'm like, I'm fucking happy for him. That's right. That money is going to go towards something that he can buy for his daughter, provide for his family, whatever it is. And, and a shout out to, to him and my cookie dealer, his wife, Karen, they fucking crushing it with those cookies. Can you find, awesome. out, can you find out if they ship those to Canada? Because I keep hearing about the cookies. And I'm, I'm I, will, I will tell them to ship you a box, dude. I'll I'm dying to try these cookies. Everybody's like, dude. they're the best cookies in the world, and I got to. Yeah, fucking, they're good. They're I very gotta, good. All right. So you know, see, like, like I said, things like that. Bodybuilding was able to bring them a, a whole new level of success inside and outside of bodybuilding. But because Juan was able to maybe best me at shows, you know what I mean? Yeah. That money went towards that. I know one million percent when he won New York pro and he beat me three, two years ago, some of that money went into building that business that makes them a ton of money now. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so yeah. like, how could I not be happy? If you, if you truly love and care about somebody, 
you know, you're not, you, there's no animosity, there's no jealousy. There's only, and again, going back to being, you know, the daily stoic, it, it's just about really filling your heart with gratitude and love and none of that negative bullshit. You know what I mean? If somebody beats best me on that day and beats me and, and makes money, hopefully they're going to provide a better life for their family or whatever. Like that's, that's the way I want to look at it. And I'm, I'm not going to like, instead I'm going to internalize that and say, how can I be better? How can I, next time I get on stage, how can I bring my best package? So that way I can earn that money. Yeah. Right. I've had this conversation with a couple other guys and it, it goes, I feel the exact same way, but it's kind of like, it doesn't even have to be a close friend. Sometimes, sometimes it's just some people you kind of are happy for. Like, I mean, yeah, you I, just want to see people do yeah, good. Like when I did the flex pro, right. I took third and uh, Dexter took second. Evan took first. I was happy for Evan. Not because I dislike Dexter. I love Dexter. He's a friend of mine. Yeah. I think, I think he's yeah. amazing, but I thought it was cool that, he did something so crazy. Like Evan beat Dexter. I'm like, holy shit. Yeah. Crazy. And it, it was like that nuts. Right. Cause nobody beats Dexter. So it was, like, it was such a, such a nice show too. So yeah. well lit. Oh, I love that show. But, um, yeah. but, but that was the thing is I was really, really genuinely happy for him. I'm like, wow. You know, he did something really fucking crazy. Cause nobody beats yeah. Dexter. Right. Yeah. So I think there's just some people you're happy for. And if they're your training partners, it's probably another level up. It's even, oh, you're, yeah. even happy, you're even happier for them, right? Yeah. So yeah. I think it's pretty yeah, there cool. Yeah, there was never, you know, and I've been very fortunate to train with some amazing athletes, like Kim Williams, who still remains to be one of the strongest people that I've ever seen train. Mm. Um, Rami and, and Roly and Victor and Juan. I've, I've trained with some really, really incredible athletes, and I, I've seen – you know, a lot of their success off the stage and, and how that plays into their success off the stage. And again, it's just, you, you really, like, I, I just really am happy for those guys when they, when they reach new levels of success, you know what I mean? Because I know in turn, when my turn, you know, hopefully comes around and I start to hit my stride and I start to, they're going to be happy for me too. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I, I think a, a lot of, the misconception about us as bodybuilders is there's so much animosity and like hatred. Yeah, yeah, and, like, yeah, yeah. and there really isn't like no. some of the best guys in the world. I think I've told you this plenty of times that like you're one of the best guys that I've met in the sport. Yeah. And I, I enjoy talking to you. I enjoy our friendship. You know, I enjoy your, you know, hanging out with your wife and talking with her as well. She's always very lovely and sweet towards me. So it's like, I met some really, really incredible people here. So it's like, it's hard not to be happy when you see somebody having, I think, you know, success. I think, I think we're all rooting for each other. I, I don't really, yeah. you know, I can't remember a time except for Ben. I always wanted Ben to lose all the shows. <laughs> <laughs> no offense, Ben. I love you. Ben, ben, ben Bukulski, if you're, if you're listening, I love you, dude. But we, yeah. you know, we had our rivalry, so I had to bring yeah. it up. Yeah. But, you uh, guys are the, the two boys from Canada yeah, making we, a lot of noise. That was the only time me and Ben had a rivalry back in the day. And now I can look at it and laugh back. But back yeah. then it was, you know, there was some animosity. So that was probably the yeah. only person I ever like wanted to lose. I'm like, like when he took second at the Arnold's, I was like, yes. I was like, thank yeah, you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's, it's, it's very, it just, it brought me back to the Sean Ray uh, uh, Flex Wheeler thing, how they had well, their like little, yeah, little rivalry. Yeah, 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 and, yeah. But now they look back at it and they're like best friends now, you know? Yeah, Pretty well, cool. I mean, I don't know if me and Ben are ever going to be best friends. Yeah. But there's there's yeah. definitely, it, it's not because we have any issues, just because whatever. But yeah. I, uh, there's, it's funny because when you're in the competition, there's a different mindset. 
versus now, you know, we're both not competing anymore. Or, you know, yeah. I, I might compete like one more time, but yeah. it's not there anymore. But the point I was trying to make is for the most part, we're all happy for each other. Yeah. If they're, if, if we're doing well, either on stage or off stage or whatever, Absolutely. you know what I mean? So, yeah. um, is there any predictions you want to make? I don't, I don't, you know, I talked to Brandon Curry. He told me not to make people do this. He said, don't make people do predictions because then it comes back to bite them in the ass later. So maybe I'll take yeah. that back. Yeah. What, okay. He told, you know, what? Brandon told me to ask this question. And I think it's a good one. He said to ask, what is your winning mindset? Why, why do you think you're going to win? And I actually really like that question because it goes to the mindset of the person and what they think they've done to achieve that level that they need. They think it needs to win a show. Yeah. So I think, again, there's a lot of um, a lot of moving parts to that question. Right. For me, there was there was moving to Florida and removing a lot of the distractions out of my life. Um, it was finding some, an incredible training partner and seven time two twelve Mr. Olympia and having that champion mindset surrounding myself with that and understanding that day in and day out how he goes into the gym with, you know, this very purposeful workout planned and, and with the intention of like being the best in the world. Mm -hmm. um, there's, I think there's something to be said about somebody who has been through a lot of shit um, and was able to dig themselves out of it yeah. and recognize their own strength. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, so I don't want to sound like, and I, I think a very poor quality in a person is being overly confident and cocky. So I don't want to sound that way, but I just know deep in my heart that I have done more than anyone has done out there. I've been through more than anybody has been through at this point for this competition. I mean, again, I started getting ready for this competition back in January yeah. and I have been diligent in doing my cardio and staying close on that, on that, you know, within that range that, that Neil wanted me to be at. And I just know that it's going to be, it's going to take a really, really, really incredible athlete to best me on, on that Saturday. Okay. Okay. I like it. I'm looking forward to it, man. So we're how many, how many weeks? Is it two weeks out today? Two weeks today. Okay, this is what I want to do. So I'm going to let you go because you know it's been a while, and I know you're dieting, and you probably got to eat and train and all this stuff. So, but uh, would you? And I don't want to put you on the spot because I know people are watching. So you can say no if you want to. But would you come on the show for five or ten minutes? Whatever you need from me, buddy. You know. Well, wait, I'll let me finish. Let me finish before you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Like just for five or ten minutes the day before the show, because I want to do what I started doing for Tampa was getting. I wanted to get the guys kind of mindset like the, the last minute before they get on stage. Yeah. So if you don't, if you have time, maybe the day before you can come on real quick and we can do a, a just a five or 10 minute check in. How yeah. you doing? 100%. Whatever you need yeah. from me for, you know, I got it. You just send me a text. You let me know the time that you'll be ready and I'll make sure it happens. John, you're the fucking man, dude. I'm rooting, <laughs> I'm, I'm rooting for you, man. I hope you're, you. I hope the rest of your prep goes solid. Thank you. And thank uh, you. I hope you win. Send my love to the wife too. Tell her I said hi. I will not too much love, a little bit of love. That's <laughs> a little bit of love. Not, not the disrespectful kind of love, but nice. Hey, how you The doing, respectful guys? love. Okay, okay. I'll tell you yeah. that. <laughs> All right, John. Thank you very much for your time, right. brother. I appreciate it. Good talking it. to you. All right, dude. Thank we'll you, talk buddy. again. Okay, man. Okay. Bye-bye.